All right, welcome in, everybody. I'm your host, Mike, along with my good friend Chuck here. Hey, hey. And we are located at the Kicking It Media Studios. And uh, appreciate everybody's patience. Uh, we didn't drop an episode last week. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty, and I know Chuck, you were out of town, and I were out of, and we I was out of town. Corrupted so. audio file, and both <laughs> of us were in opposite parts of the country. Yeah, so. couldn't make it happen. Couldn't get synced up, and we were thinking about trying to get something done over the phone, but we just figured that's eh, best to just wait for the finale of Severance, and then we'll just get together on Monday. And here we are. So. Yeah. So we're going to talk about episode eight and nine. Where we did record a full episode recapping, yeah. about an hour and a half episode re- <laughs> recapping eight. We went deep so into, the, into the weeds. We went deep into the ethos of the episode in the series. We went in projecting what was going to happen to episode nine. Uh, the finale, uh, we're, we kind of predicted where we thought we would, what reveals we would get. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to do a little bit of a truncated episode eight because yeah. now that we've seen the finale... We could look like geniuses and tell you we <laughs> predicted what was going to happen, but I think we were both. We, we in our conversation last week that got corrupted, I think we, we were pretty kind of in line with some of the things that we thought we would see. We didn't figure there would be no big reveals. We called a couple of things that we found out. Yeah. So thought we had a good... We were probably at like a like a like a five hundred batting average. I mean, yeah. we, we weren't one hundred percent, but no. I think most of some of our theories were right. And but we, we knew were, some were way off. We yeah. knew once it was a forty minute finale that we weren't yeah. going to get a whole bunch of reveals. Plus, with season two about to actually start production, I think in May I read that mm-hmm. they're going to start production. So we knew we were going to not get everything we wanted no. to see. So, but. We're going to talk about it. Let's talk about eight first, Mike. So episode eight, what's for dinner? What's for dinner? Yeah. So episode eight, right? It opens with Irving, you know, we get to finally see his Audi in the real world. And he's chilling in like the, you know, city center of the little town, right? And he's reading a book and he's hanging out with his dog and and he goes back to his apartment and definitely looks like it's run by the same, right? It's the same Same interior designer. Yes. Subsidized, (laughs) you know, architecture like Mark's place is. Uh, by Lumen, um, they're in the town of Kier. Um, but then we see Irving go inside, and he's a painter, and he's got his you know canvas, and he's obviously painting something, and he breaks out the black paint, and he's just like squirting it all over the. I can't remember what you call that, like the a canvas or the, what. And he was painting. You see, he painted on a bunch of different things, right? Yeah, but, a lot of whatever he can get his hands on. It's like he's yeah. obsessed with it, right? Like there was like. Like uh, like tool board where you can hang your tools on yeah. it. He like was painting on later in the episode, but it kind of connects the black goo to like what's going on with his you know yeah. Indian is out. Right? You you it's kind of a reveal in episode eight where you find why he's falling asleep at work and yeah. why the black goo is creeping in because it's it's him on the outside staying up all night drinking coffee, Motorhead, <laughs> Ace of Spades, Ace of Spades, man, drinking some coffee, you know, paying everything. Of black goo that we later reveal during thing that that's well we'll talk about it in a second when we come to that part but you get a little sense of what Irving is outside he has yeah. a dog named Radar which we find out that as Casey said you love the sound of Radar in one of his um, therapy sessions yep. and you're like oh he likes the weather he that's likes a good, it that's a good pickup Radar's a dog yeah so, that's a good catch so while we think most of what Miss Casey tells everybody's kind of bullshit. But, oh, yeah, all those facts are bullshit, yeah. But, this, you know, there's some that, you know, 
we may find out to be true. True like, in some yeah, some respect, sense, like, right? Yeah. So. And so we finally got to see Irving, right? Got to see a little bit of his Audi going on. And uh, then we, we go back to Lumen and we see everybody going down to the severed floor and I like the montage they do of they're, yeah. you know, all four kind of going in. You know, it's all lined up nicely. They're all staggered, of course. But, yeah. um, and then we see that they're nearing the end of the quarter and Heli is almost done with the Sienna file. There's a big push to get the file closed, right? Gotta so they can done. meet their quota. Yep. And they need to meet the quota so they could get a waffle party. Get the waffle party. Yeah. And so, which takes on a whole new meaning, um, which we'll talk about later. Craziest waffle party I've ever seen. We'll we'll talk about it. Here yeah, in a minute. I can't eat waffles ever again. I, I don't think I can't look at them the same way. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So we're seeing her, you know, try to get this quota, and Marcus, you know, checking in on her, and everybody's nervous because this is all about the plan, right? This yeah. plan is going to help them implement going to the. Uh, overtime contingency. Yeah. And so I think Dylan and Irving are h- hanging out in like the stock room. Yeah, they've been done for a while, especially. <laughs> I don't know how Irving is done so quickly because he's never at his desk, but we know Dylan. Yeah. You know, he's always plugging away on his files because he loves his caricatures and his finger traps. And Dylan only takes breaks to bite people and then he gets <laughs> right back to work. <laughs> he's like, he ain't, he's like, I'm not stopping work to no dance party yeah. until like Irving or until Milichek is dancing behind me and. Now I'm thinking about my kid. That I can just out. hear Dylan. Defy jazz is for pussies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the wet fuck? Yeah. Dude. He's, the, he's hilarious. But uh, I thought it was funny. They were in the break room, right? They've obviously been done for a while, as they stated. But I like how Irving is so optimistic or a team yeah. player, right, based on the rules. And he's like, yeah. Mark, don't laugh. And Mark is like, why? And he's like, what if we stood behind Helly and just started chanting her name? Yeah. And he's like. No, it's just, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. But, uh, so she finally completes it and, you know, uh, Kobol is watching and Milchak and they're, you know, nervous whether or not. So they're like, okay, we'll just prepare. Like she is going to finish. Yeah. And, and then she does finish. And this like weird animation comes on the screen. 1980s Oregon Trail or like yeah. some kind of, um, I, I kind of reference the episode of Community where, um, Pierce Hawthorne's dad dies, and they do like they have to complete this video game for him to get part of the will, or something like that. Yeah. And it's this old school 1980s animation, yeah. With what I'm assuming is one of the Kiers, whether it's yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's um, Kier Egan, yeah, Kier Egan, yeah, yeah. so yeah, one of the Egan's Kier Egan, James. Jamie, yeah, Jamie Egan, the new, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's I don't think it's it's definitely Kier, yep, and. A terrible audio, eight bit graphics. I I love you. Yeah, I I knew you could do it. Congratulations, Helly R. R. <laughs> yeah. um, it's like a, it's like a voicemail that you get from like your phone company. Like yeah. we wanted to call you, Michael it, Corio. But birds fly away. Yeah, and he like, flies away. He's yeah. got to go do a bunch of great stuff around the world. I I love, <laughs> love you. you. <laughs> so weird. Oh, that part makes more sense when we talk about episode nine. Yeah, which we had theories about. This, you know, when we talked about it before the corrupted audio, but it it makes sense after in retrospect yeah. after watching nine, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, the animation, and then, um, yeah, Mark meets with Kobol, and yeah, she's like laughing awkwardly, and Mark is laughing along with M- her. Most awkward laughing together. They're they're excited because they met the quota. Yeah, she asks him who he wants to have. Um, 
the waffle party. He says, Dylan. And she's like, why don't you give it to Kelly R? Why? Or, you know, or you, she doesn't you say can, it. But, you can give it to yourself. Yeah. You know. Her it's, thing is, like, she obviously reasonings for wanting someone else. And Dylan seems to get all the waffle parties. But, I mean, it's a three-time refiner of the quarter. Yeah. R of the Q. R of the Q. <laughs> um but yeah, so she tells him that, hey, we're doing all the department heads to go for a wellness check with Miss Casey before uh, at, you know, the end of the day. So, um, yeah, and, and, you know, she kind of, you know, congratulates him that they completed it, even though they've had all this turnover in the office with <laughs> PD going, uh, retiring, right, and yeah. then... Mr. Grainer also, quote unquote, retired. Yeah. And, you know, Mark Saudi obviously and, knows it, but that's and how they've been farting around it. the halls all day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've managed to meet quote, even though you've been farting down the halls all the time. Yeah, it's really weird. So uh, we know that Miss Casey is Mark's wife, right? That yeah. was explained in the, the big reveal episode. in the last one. Yeah. They, so he's got this. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. <laughs> yeah. Casey is Gemma, Mark's wife on the outside. Yep. So Mark goes to meet Miss Casey, Gemma, for an augmented wellness session. And he notices that the tree in her office is gone and, the, you know, all of her stuff is boxed up on the floor. And she tells him that she's leaving um, and they're going to get a new... They've been blessed with a new wellness director at Lumen. Um, and they have, like, this really weird, like, moment. Yeah. Even though they, as innies, don't know each other. Yeah. To some degree, right? Um and so Mark is like, maybe there's something we can do, but she like starts rattling off his facts. Yeah. And after knowing Mark, you know, from his Audi, and he's been working there for what three years now. Yeah. They're all bullshit, or they've got to be. Yeah, all bullshit. his was. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think. I mean, it just seems like it. But I mean, even like he, Mark seems genuinely concerned that Miss Casey is leaving, and it's like, wait, you know, I can go talk to somebody. He doesn't want her to leave, whether it's subconsciously some part of him in his brain knows that it's his wife or dead zombie wife or yeah. computer program of his mind, <laughs> yeah. whatever she is. Um, and you sense that connection when they cross in the hall that time, yeah, you know, on the way to the, the break, break room. room. Yeah. And it's like just going back and watching the season, you see something true between them yeah there's some type of connection chemistry which you could feel at the time but now looking back that you know that's that's Gemma yeah and can, she like mentions like she's been a lot oh, her any right has only been alive for like 100 hours 107 yeah, hours in in 30 minute sessions so like anytime they need a wellness session she just like comes down to Lumen to the seventh floor or something yeah and it, it's the best time was the eight minutes or eight eight hour, hours eight watching Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. After her yeah, suicide attempt. Yeah. And that's um and it's like, is it watching Helly because of of what or who Helly possibly could be? Right. Or is it because she gets to hang out with Mark? Right. Or it's just she gets to be alive for that time period. Right? That's a good point. Yeah. And it was we know, you know, so they have that meeting and and you see Koble and Milicek watching, and Koble wants them to recognize each other. Yeah, she has some ulterior different motives going on. I think her motives are different than Lumen's 
motives, even though they say, I think share the same philosophies, you know, she seems to be a big cure believer Yeah, from shrines and everything that she's doing, but she also has an ulterior motive. It's like Truman's show. It's, yeah. She's like watching them and like rooting for them. Like it's, well, is she rooting reality? or is she trying to get them connect? Cause she wants to try to connect something from her past. Right. Yep. And there's, there's something more that we're going to learn about Kobo. I think, um, at one point, yeah, in next season for sure, definitely. But um, you know, and she's like, "Come on, recognize each other," and they don't. And Milichek's like, "Isn't that a good thing? The chip's doing what it's supposed to do." Yeah, it works. <laughs> yeah. So he's like the company guy. I think he's company through and through. Yeah. And she's in this management position, but she's also, as we see, going off script, going to. See Mark's sister lives next door to Mark, interacts with him, his Audi all the time. Yeah, but yeah, so she says, send her back to down to the testing floor, right? Yeah, Miss Casey, yeah, Miss Casey, yeah, and and then you see Milichek walking her back, and it's this dark black hallway, which is what Irving's in painting. Yeah, it's the same hallway, same hallway. as Irving's like vision or whatever he's having, right? Yeah. That he's painting this. And it's obviously going down, which I didn't yeah. know there was... We were told this was the basement, right? Yeah. Now, we know buildings have multiple basements, but I just assumed this was the bottom of Lumen. No question. Yeah. Is the testing floor... It's going back down. Is that like Westworld cold storage? Oh, yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. It's just... They're just standing there naked. Just, yeah, standing there like... <laughs> it's... That's like subfloor that only certain people know about, yeah. and so that's where they activate them from, right? So yeah. we know we hear them say Miss Casey is a part-time any, and we know they activate her at certain points. But it it's interesting that they call her part-time any, where basically the MDRs and everybody else are part-time any's because the other part of the time they're outies. So it's a different definition, obviously, but. She basically goes back and stays in some state on the testing floor, right? So yeah, exactly. It'll be Super interesting weird. to see if we ever get a reveal of what that testing floor looks like. And oh, then, I think we will. And then what Irving's connection? Yeah, how does is he know about to it? the testing floor? Because yeah. he's painting it, so he's seen it before. Has he? Was he Milicek at some point? Right? I mean. Do they know, as we saw last episode, where, oh, no, wait, it's this episode, or is it episode nine, but we see the different states of... Yeah, that's, uh, I think, the end of this episode, or is it... Yeah. I think I've lost a page. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's the end of this episode, right, when Dylan is at the console, he's got all the different function modes, yeah. right, that people that are severed can be set. Yeah. So. so we, we know like one of them is clean slate. I think it is right. Yeah, so, yeah. So is this where the innies get reset multiple times where, where maybe they just rotate positions. Maybe Irving yeah. was Milicek. Right. And then they reset everybody. And that's what, no, oh, I have a theory after we talk about episode nine, but do they, are they getting reset? And was Irving a Milicek and deep in his subconscious, he's walked people back to the testing floor. Yep. So 
I don't know. It's, a, it's possible. It's, it's pretty interesting. I think that's something that's not going to go away. That's only going to be more well, think important about to the story. We, Irving's been in this MDR position for however long, and he's been a pretty big rule follower. He, he's possibly been working there longer than his any realizes it if they clean slate yeah. his, his brain. Yeah, right? he's been working at MDR for like three or four years, right? But maybe that's only what is any remembers because of the clean slate yeah. protocol. Yeah. So it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. So, yep. And so then we see, go back to the team, right. And we see that they've Dylan's waffle party is going to be at the end of the day, which sounds wonderful. Uh, I love waffles. I don't know about you. What? I had to, Debate about this the other day because I was talking about pancakes versus waffles. Mm, yeah, and, you know, I think if you like one, you definitely should like the other, right? It's you a little think. different. Yeah. I think waffles are superior because they got little syrup buckets. That's true. You know, little pockets that you can hold butter, you know. So I would like get chunk of butter. Oh, yeah. And I would make sure butter is in every <laughs> single little pocket. It's your cholesterol syrup. level. I <laughs> 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 think I've run 40 miles a week. <laughs> Like, I eat, like, you know, a 16-year-old yeah. child. And so, yeah, I'm I just I, a... I, it's a good point, because I do favor pancakes more than waffles. Well, I think just pancakes seem easier to make, right? Because yeah. waffle make... Well, you got to have an apparatus yeah. to make waffles. Pancake, you just need any skillet, any... Any flat surface. Any flat surface that can be heated up. Yeah. Yeah, so most people, waffles are like special occasion food, right? Yeah. It's like an ice cream cake versus a regular cake Oh, or it's like just you know? doing the, the plus sign when writing out something versus writing out the ampersand, right? Which you have to have a calligraphy yeah. course on. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a lot of work, but. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, they come in and they have a precursor to the waffle party, right? Oh, yeah, they do. It's, it's something, is it, what is it, Mike? It's, uh, a, it's an egg cart. And it's just is it very eggs. popular? Oh, it's it's coveted as fuck. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> as what, Dylan yeah. says, yeah. And, I mean, deviled eggs also another great food oh, that is so more good. of a special occasion food, but there's I'm starting some... to make it more and more outside of special occasions. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I, you know, when we go to, like, some of these hipster restaurants oh. and, like, the appetizers are some kind of deviled eggs and yeah. it's got, like, jellied jalapeno and yeah. bacon. It's always got something special. Like, I'm always ordering the deviled eggs as an appetizer. Yeah, same here. I went somewhere <laughs> recently and it was like pickled deviled eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just, they had that pickled, like, brine to it. Oh, dude, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, love deviled eggs. Yeah, so that's coveted, we know. Yeah, as, as Dylan says. Um, and so, yeah, definitely swung me in the incentives direction. And Milicek is just walking around taking photos as usual. Um, which Milicek loves to take photos just, all the time. Yeah. It, it, and so that was my thing, right? And that we asked in the last messed up episode was you know does anyone actually see these photos like is it like going in the perpetuity wing or is it like propaganda it's, it's all the mouth wall yeah it's all <laughs> no. just shots of the smiles yeah yeah oh man they took down the chick that i liked yeah. <laughs> just by a smile though. that was carol carol, carol d carol yeah. D. No. <laughs> um yeah, and so, you know, they're having their egg party, and Milichek's, you know, doing his thing with the camera, as usual, and then we see you know, Kobol is going back to her office from wherever she, you know, bathroom break or something like that, and and she runs into Natalie, right, who's the, the board secretary, and yeah. has photos of Helly, like, hanging in the elevator. <laughs> yeah. You didn't tell us that Helly tried to commit suicide three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. And... 
she, I don't. She asked like who like showed them the photos. I don't remember, but I think yeah. we. Well, she said was that Milicic? Yeah, that's right. Koval yeah. automatically goes to Milicic, which yeah. I mean, it would either be him or Grainer. Yeah, unless there's somebody we don't know about that, like the Goat Man, like helps <laughs> hold the overtime contingency <laughs> protocol, or He's just holding one of the switches. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I, 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 my money is on Milicic because. Yeah, he's straight company. Yeah, he's company man. Yeah. yeah. And we know that Grainer and Kobol have some sort of personal connection to a degree because he like went over to her house to tell her something and she was wearing the nursing the nurses yeah. like scrubs and he was like, The hell are you supposed to be? Yeah. So they have like this like jokey, like yeah. little banter well, he that does. she Yeah, he does. She <laughs> is all I don't think ice. she found it yeah. as amusing as he did. Yeah. And so she doesn't have that with Milicek. So Milicek come like, down there with me? Maybe we grab a beer afterwards? <laughs> no. <laughs> You know, he's just, he, he seemed like... He just knows to fuck with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, co- he's been there long enough, he knows he's comfortable with yeah. it, whereas... He's yeah. dead now, so... Yeah, I mean, it's... it's uh, yeah, so it's, you know, Milicek is by the numbers, and he's just covering his ass. I mean, he did the overtime contingency. You know, he's just he's just trying to cover everything, and he knows... I think he knows Cobble's time is coming, right? Which leads into why Natalie is Well, because he sees her making decisions... Off the cuff. Yeah. And then, but also... He leads, she's emotionally compromised. It leads to him, though, making decisions off the yeah. cuff. Yeah, He implements the overtime contingency. He... Dylan bites him and he doesn't say anything. Yeah, he's... Now he's in a situation where he has to go off script because yeah. of one decision he made without the boss's approval, yeah. you know, in the previous episodes. Right. But, yeah, so, I mean, she thinks it's him. They basically... Uh, tell her she's been suspended, and then basically says you're fired. <laughs> yeah, like, not very much a suspension, just like the next sentence says you're fired. Yeah. So and she's like, "Is the board even there, Natalie?" <sighs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And she's like, "I'm so sorry. That was incredibly rude." Yeah, it's just and, a raspy yes coming out of the little desk microphone, that desk speaker. Yeah, and you see her, I mean, she's driving home, she's crying, upset, and yeah. I mean, part of the rest of, most of the rest of her arc, and we got one other thing, too, but she's, she goes home and basically destroys a shrine that... Was to cure all the way. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, like, a bracelet that's a Charlotte, like a hospital band. Charlotte Cobol. That's, we're assuming it's her mom yep. or some family member because the date is like 1944, which would mean older than her. And we see like a respirator, um, trachea, respirator device, yeah, something. Yeah, breathing tube. Some breathing tube. Um, yeah, and then but we go back to, you know, the the any folks, right? So Yeah, so Milchick had to like escort her out, so now yeah. the team is left all alone. He's like, on you go. Yeah, on you, on you go, yeah. <laughs> And uh, he has so no that, chill. He's just like, oh, he's all company biz. man all the way. Like, yeah, like oh, I'm gonna miss you. You're a great boss. Is like on you go. Yeah, get the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah. And so the team is in the you know the the I guess the stock room. I can't remember, but they're like going over yeah. the plan. And Dylan says he's gonna stay behind. Um. Oh yeah, and Irving like has this like moment of defiance during the egg party where he like slams a devil egg in the yeah he's in, reading like, code them. of conduct or. Yeah, processes book. Yeah, his whole world. He found love. His whole world was flipped upside down. And, yeah, and There's one no, of the components in one of the preachings here is love and understanding. But like, 
There is no higher purpose than my purpose. There is no higher love than my love. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And, Ir- and Irving's just like thumbing his nose at it. Slams the egg in the the book. And it's like, yeah, he should be pissed because they get love, but the any workers, yeah. it's discouraged. Yeah. It's like you're just an apparatus for just work. Work. Yeah. Which yeah. there should have been way more splatter from that egg in my mind. Yeah, never oozed out of the was, book. It was way too flat just looking at it, yeah. But, um, yeah, so Irving's having his moment of defiance, and um, let's see. And then you got them talking in the break room about just confirming Dylan, you know, Helly also asked him, you know, at the party, like, I'll do it, you know, and he's like, you can see your kid again. He's like, this is just the beginning. You yeah. know, for him, this is, he's making this sacrifice for the greater good so that his any can be free. One year he'll have his time to spend as the any with his, his, uh, Audi's children. So, yeah. um, but yeah, then they, the, the Mark takes out Rickon's book, right? He's had yes, it this whole time. And, and he, the, when they're in the supply room or whatever. Yeah. And he starts reading from it and then it's about revolution and throwing off, the old guards, right? And Dylan finishes the quote and has probably one of the best lines of this episode. And he says, page nine, one ninety seven slaps. <laughs> yeah. I've been saying slaps all weekend. Yeah. 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 You got to throw that in your vocabulary. Yeah. That and a gog because yeah. Milichick says a gog in one of the episodes. Yeah. And I'm like, Ooh, how can I interject that into yeah. my everyday life? It's so good. Some of the stuff they say in the yeah. show is so good. But yeah, it's the Rickon's book, which we know is ridiculous, right? Is just their manifesto for revolution. Um, and so they the decide, UUR, yeah, the the UUR, right? That's his fifth book. I want to know the titles of the other four. Well, yeah. I think we, yeah, it was like just first one's just you, <laughs> and then it's like the the you you were, the yeah. you you could be, the you you want to be, the you you are, yeah, and then the you you want to be. That's so good. It's <laughs> he's just a yeah self help you guru. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> oh man, but, yeah, I mean for these. Childlike minds. Their exposure is nothing, right? All they know was Kirism and the beliefs of Lumen. You have, you know, essentially like, quote unquote, the Bible and the Kir teachings and their handbook manual. It's all about, right, abiding Kir and doing what Kir would find a proving right and now we got this is like hey you don't have predetermined nature you don't have this omniscient being above you yeah it, you're like, it's like you. they need you yeah. you don't need them like right. it's you 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 yeah and they're like oh hey like they're this drinking it up hail yeah. rickon yeah oh my gosh <laughs> please god no mr rickon oh man <laughs> he's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, Great stuff. And then we have... Um, yeah, they, they all go to leave, right, for yeah. the day. Now that their plan is set and Dylan's getting ready for his waffle party, which he got his... Uh, on top of a waffle party, he chose a, an, an incentive prize, which, yeah. you know, they were like, cool, let's let's take a look, Dylan. And he's like, for my eyes only, fuckers. Yeah. Right, just classic he Dylan finally. He won't his uh, prize. Yeah. But later we see it's a cube, like Mark S's cube, but of all four of them together. Yeah, I thought the it team was photo. Sweet. Yeah. I thought it was very... Something Dylan, like, you know, he would cherish, but he's never going to show the other guys. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. The other team he's members. never going to show any vulnerability <laughs> no, whatsoever. No, no, yeah. Um, yeah, so they go up and we see 
Um, yeah, Helly kisses Mark like on her way out. Yeah. They have a moment, right? Which I think we kind of saw. Now we got a bit. now we've got a love quadrangle or yeah, uh, trying. You got Mark, Miss Casey, Gemma. Like, is she still on the outside right. somewhere? Or and then is is Helly single? Helly, yeah, is Helly are on the outside single. Yeah, like if it's just one Mark. Yep, he's got like. A two on four there. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that was a shocking kind of thing. Yep. I mean, you see, I think any heli is like super excitable and like for revolution and Mark is helping lead this revolution and she's like excited about it. Yeah. They go up in the elevator and now we have Dylan left and... We saw that Mark on the way out, right? Yeah. Is they're they're putting down like the... The blue carpet instead of the red carpet, yeah. right? For guests, apparently. For and the Egan... Family gala yeah. or whatever it is, yeah. So the party is that night. And yeah. Dylan stayed behind for his little waffle party, and we see he's being escorted to the perpetuity wing by uh, Milchick. Yeah. It's interesting they just, like, he just leaves in the perpetuity wing. Yeah, he's not, like, hanging outside, yeah. like, looking at his Making watch. Making sure you know. Dylan doesn't go off and do anything. Yeah. We get to the waffle party. So, wax on this a little bit. They're the weirdest. It was a Cure's house in the perpetuity. Perpetuity wing. Replicate, re, you know, yeah. re, redone He's house. sitting in the middle of this room, finishes a waffle. He's just sitting alone in this kitchen. Sitting alone. Eating waffles. Yeah. And on the bottom of the plate, after he's finished the entire stack of waffles, it says, now go lay in the bed of the founder. Yeah. And so he gets up and he walks over there, right? And what's waiting for him? A mask and a cat of nine tails. Yeah, and it's a mask of Kier Egan's like likeness. And all of a sudden, you see three women and a goat. Yeah, in the room. Well, I mean, they make their way into the room. Yeah, it's all of a sudden turns sexual. Yeah. And there's like music playing and they like slink in and start dancing. And one's wearing like white lingerie and then another's wearing black Black. lingerie. A young lady with white lingerie. Yeah. And a young woman. woman Yeah. Masks. Right. Yeah. And then uh, a jester. Right. And then a guy wearing like a ram's head. Yeah. Ram's mask. Yeah. Baby goats, man. Yeah, yeah. baby goats. But, and yeah. it all harkens back to that painting. The painting that Bert yeah. and Irving see while they're waiting to go into Miss Casey's office, Just right? Just a couple of sophisticants looking yeah. at paintings, man. And yeah. it's basically Kier with the cat of nine tails whip that has the nine um, yeah, uh, core, core principles. Core of principles. Lumen. Yeah. And like about to whip the four tempers, basically, is exactly. what exactly. it is. So. Yeah, it's basically symbolic of taming in and kind of balancing out those four tempers. But we see the waffle party, it kinda it's like seems like it's gonna be like some kind of orgy sexual yeah. vibe. Is that and, is that what orgies are called now, by the way? Waffle parties. I think <laughs> I can never I don't think I if someone says, Hey, you wanna come to a waffle party? Think I don't it, I, I, I will never think it has the same meaning again. Yeah. Um I mean, we could do a whole episode about the waffle party. It was amazing. What, what is, you know, as we see there, they they finish their pose, and I'm get. What yeah. do you think happened next? Do you think that 
Dylan is supposed to go out there in the Egan mask and whip them. <laughs> just start whipping know. the shit out of them. Yeah, like, like the painting, yeah, right? I, and, I, yeah. Or does it turn something else? Dylan, any any Dylan lo- seems to love the waffle parties. Yeah, is it, so is it, we don't know like how sexual it would have turned. Yeah. Does he pick one of them and whatever? But I think I mean it's yeah. I mean we'll never. I think we it's don't more know. just for our imagination to kind of figure out what yeah what they would do because as we see it goes into the room and the mask is laying on the bed with the whip. yeah they turn and he's gone and, and I, yeah. I, I, had, I made a note like what was the conversation after he left like yeah do they sit there and go like oh. hey where did he go yeah they, isn't he supposed to come in here and whip us I think like they, so you you want to go get a beer or yeah. something like, hey, like what are you what's doing after work? Yeah. <laughs> are we going back to the testing floor? Do we have to leave today? Yeah. Like, Wait. holy shit, that guy, we didn't have to fuck are, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really like Dylan. Uh, <laughs> that guy has been your way too many yeah. times. Why yeah. don't they ever send anybody else? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's so weird. It's, like, yeah, it's awkward. Yeah. To be a fly on the wall of the conversation afterwards. Yeah. So um, Dylan has taken off and. Yeah, this is all the point of why Milichick would leave. Because yeah. Yeah, would they just, just expect him to go like, back? Like, oh, Dylan's done. He's just gonna walk straight back to the elevator. Or was he gonna, the, or was he gonna like sleep overnight there? I like, we, we don't know. I don't. Milicic I don't think just took they, off. Yeah, yeah. He just left him unsupervised with four tempers. Yeah, and then yeah, then we see so Dylan puts the plan in action. He's, you know, he's going down to do that. You know, in the out, um, in the outside, we see Mark. Talking with Coble, Coble, Miss Selvig invites her to Rickens' reading. Yeah, and she said she would go. She just um, will take her own car in case she gets scared. Yeah, or frightened or know. uncomfortable. She's weird, dude. Yeah. yeah so, um, and then Irving is just painting away. Yeah, so kind of they end up. You know, just the end of the episode. They all we missed this episode too, where. Koble goes to Mark's sister's house too at the beginning. Or no, that was the previous. That episode. was the previous episode. Right. Yeah, she's like helping but, her like with the breastfeeding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, but yeah, they we see them all. You know, Mark and Koble go to Rickens. Rickens book oh. reading. Yeah. Rick, he, you know, stuff's about to pop off in nine because they're going to the book reading of the UUR. Yeah. And Mark oh, and Mark, glad you're here. Did yeah. you bring your bring your copy of the yeah. book and he's like no and yeah. Reagan's like oh well you do the math like if you left now you'd be back in time yeah. for the second chance it's just like what yeah. just the arrogance of this guy but Irving is painting yeah just living their lives man we don't see Helly. not yet not yet we yeah. see that um Mark tells his sister that he's thinking about making a life altering yeah. change and tells you know Miss Selvig asks you know kind of inquires you know what what change and he tells her you know he's thinking of quitting lumen which would be huge for mark yeah. just emotionally uh, for his audi um and then the last thing you see on mark he's hugging her and she's telling him to do it right yeah, she's, she's like because like, she's all pissed here, off mark. get out of there yeah and then you know it cuts back to dylan and now he's in the in the security office Trying to implement the um, overtime contingency protocol. He's like reaching across the door, like trying to flip two different switches. Well, he's going through. He memorized. Yeah. Spent a lot of time memorizing it, and then he's looking a smart at the guy. Sheet. Yeah, he's memorizing it, and um, but he's, yeah, it's oh yeah, and he's like he's like 
going through the function and he's yeah. got to like switch stuff within when, a certain time. And I mean, this is where you see, if you look at the board, you see like different people's names. Yeah. You, you see the different protocols. You know, he has to scroll through things. There's like level, lo, hive, beehive, Be, beehive, yeah. lullaby, lullaby, clean, clean slate, slate. Uh, Glasgow, which we don't Glasgow. know. Uh, elephant. Yeah. Goldfish. Yeah. And then I think over time, there's like yeah. nine yeah. or eight or nine of them. Yeah, I think I think we got them all. We might have missed one, yeah. but yeah, it's all these different like modes that you can be set in in severed state. Yeah, it's so, so that kind of goes back to we were talking about about Queen Slate. Yeah, you know, so they wipe them yeah. at certain points. Oh yeah, open house. Yeah. yeah, so it's really strange. That's like, where they invite the board in and they put them all on display. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah, lullaby. They're all just like down in the basement, like in like Westworld mode, just like yeah. standing there naked. Cold like, storage. Yeah, cold storage. Yeah. Ooh, that, mm, that's interesting. It's it's a possibility, it, yeah. man. Like, so yeah, we don't, we obviously are learning that they have more control over these people yeah, than even than their outies. But initially, yeah. you start the season, you like think that oh, they go down the elevator, they hit the point in the elevator, they turn into their innies, they do some kind of work for the company. They go out, up the elevator, turn into their Audis, and that's it. Yep. As we learned throughout the season yep. so far, that, oh, no, they can control them at any point yep. with these two knobs now. And they you know, only showed us how the overtime uh, contingency works. But we get we do get Dylan, basically, the episode ends on Dylan figures out how to do it based on the steps in his memory. And clicks holds one, and you have to hold it the whole time. Apparently, yeah, it's like a, it's like a he, yeah, like a yeah. It's he like turns a, it down one, and he's reaching across, and yeah, it's like a force toggle. He's got to hold yeah. it, and he's like like finger nipping it, like he's like barely got it. Yeah, and as they're going to the other, the second you flash over to, I think you flash into Mark hugging Coble, Coble Irving painting, and with the last you see, you see. Uh, Audi Heli R. And she's in like formal wear. Formal blue? Blue yeah, formal I think, wear. I think so, yeah. It is blue. It's a blue dress. Her hair up. Yeah. Wearing like elegant earrings yeah. and like sipping champagne, laughing, having a good time. And click. End of episode. End of episode. So the assumption at the end of eight is flip bus switch and now boom, they're gonna go into their innies on the outside world. Yeah. So any other thoughts on episode eight before we go right into nine? I thought uh, just the moments that Dylan had, I thought were hilarious. Page 197 slaps. The egg card is coveted as fuck. I just, Dylan the guy sh- has some of the best lines. Dylan shines, even just even just having him sit eating waffles by himself. Yeah. Like, just enjoying his food before, like, eyes wide shut happens in front of him. <laughs> yeah, for real. That's you a know, great, that's a great one, yeah. Like, he knows this is going to happen. It's just so, like, it just feels so, like, hedonist. Like, he's just, he just downed a plate of sugary waffles, yeah. and he's just about to just get laid. Like, it's yeah. so weird, yeah. Yeah, it's, we could... It's eyes wide shut, full on. We could, we could just create an episode called Waffle Party yeah. and go an hour about what theories and what he thinks going to happen. Yeah. That guy, um, that actor, by the way, is his stock is going up. He did. He had that moment in su- succession for all of like half an hour. Yeah, and now he's carrying this show as well. The, 
He's she's crushing the, it right the now. The two people that get are going to get huge bumps in my eyes are Zach Cherry and Trammell Tillman. No oh, yeah, check. for sure. Yeah. They have the least amount of credits, I think, out of anybody, like yeah. acting credits, and their stock is just shooting through the roof. I mean, Adam Scott... Oh, Stock is shooting through the great. roof. He's now like yeah. a major star versus, yeah. you know. And John Turturro's just flexing on them all. He's so, like, I've been John here. John Turturro's done everything in the book. Yeah. His IMDb is just crazy. Yeah. He's just like flexing on everybody. <laughs> He's so amazing. He's so good. And then, I don't what's the actress who plays uh, Helly? Patricia Arquette. Oh, oh no. Helly, that's, I um, can't remember her name. I got but it. Patricia Arquette yeah. plays Koval. Um She dials it up a couple of times, but she's so good. Yeah, and it's. I, mean, I think it's bumped everybody, um, you know, from an acting standpoint. Um, yeah, Helly R is played by Britt Lauer. Yeah, and so I wasn't right. that familiar with her. She looks very recognizable, but yeah. I wasn't very familiar with her either. So, like, I mean, she puts together a great performance, and no, nothing, no offense to her, but not on the same level as Trammell Tillman and Zach Cherry have no, put, put no. in this um, series. But. I think she'll get her moment in season two. I mean, we'll, we'll talk yeah, about what happens well, to her in episode nine, but I think her moment is going to be in season two. Yeah, well, I think in episode... I mean, she does a great job. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, episode yeah. eight and nine, yeah. she delivers hardcore. Yeah. yeah, so... That's the turn. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think... I mean, it's just... There's so many great competing performances. Yeah. And it's kind of hard. Patricia Arquette is amazing. It, she Everything that she's doing is, like, way out and just wild so yeah it's <laughs> just her screaming destroying the like altar to cure yeah. which is she dialed it way up and it was just yeah. ear shattering but yeah yeah episode eight what's for dinner was really good it's the penultimate right and it leads in episode nine i think it was, episode eight was great it was really great and no the- major reveals until the very end right with you know what we think is hell is at the egan thing yeah and i think you know we had a bunch of theories of what's going to happen in episode nine, so you guys get to miss that. Yeah. But let's burn right into episode nine because, yeah. you know, I think, you know, as you, as you have a season finale, yep. there's people that want everything wrapped up in a bow, right? Yeah, oh yeah. So, you know, I know a lot of people that they want to watch a show, a season that has a beginning... Like a problem, they work together, and then there is a resolution, right? This show is a mystery box show through and through. Oh, yeah. This is lost. This is, this could be leftovers. We may never know what they're doing down there. We may never know this. Yeah. That's what I find so intriguing about this whole series is that premise. So going into this, and especially we knew episode nine only, was only 40 minutes, and we knew that ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. It was going to be 40 minutes. Second, yeah, tied for, this, for the shortest episode of this, of yeah. this season. Yeah. And you pretty much knew you weren't going to get tons of big reveals. Yep. Because they also have to go into next season. Yeah. But I think, so you and I talked before, and, and we'll talk, we're going to run through the episode, but... Probably one of the most perfect 40 minutes oh. of television I've ever seen. Best season finale I've ever seen. Yeah. But let it, me ask you this. like, we'll, And we'll talk about what happens, but let me ask you right off the bat. 
if this episode, if this show, right, had not been picked up for season two, which would have been criminal, had it just ended the way it ended, I think I would have been okay with it. I would have too. Yeah, and that's, but that's like, I like shows like that. Yeah, and a lot of people don't like Lost because it they. People thought they couldn't bring it home. The Leftovers, which is a good show, or my, one of my favorites, leaves the ending up to interpretation. Yeah, I love those kind of shows because to me, I want to watch TV to be engaged and thinking of yes, and, and determining myself what it meant to me and how I process it into what I believe. Yeah, the story was about just like music. You know, you listen yeah. to a song. Yeah, and. I we you and I can listen to the same song and it can mean something different. To so, both of yeah, us. it's all based on your experiences, yeah. your hopes, your desires, your uh, perspective on on life and the yeah. way you want life to turn out. I love that Inception or yeah, Inception, right? It, um, Interstellar. All these shows yeah. have these great almost cliffhanger. Yeah. up to the crowd to kind of think for themselves. Yeah, I think people hate that. Uh, the majority of people hate yeah. that. Yeah, I love it. Same here, yeah. and that's what I think why we love to talk about TV because we love to analyze and interpret what we think it means or what we think happens where, you know, you watch an old network show. uh, You always use Madam Secretary because (laughs) it's like, oh, they wake up, they're having dinner. Oh, this major crisis, uh, you know, Uzbekistan is launching a missile against Finland, you know, just whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Madam Secretary is like, I got to go to work, goes to work. They spend the whole episode on the brink of something, they resolve it. Then they're back home at dinner, like, oh, it was your day. I was good. Yeah, you was... do your math homework. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's it. And then the next episode, something else happens. Yeah. It, it's they just to... predictable formatting. Yeah. yeah. And these kind of shows break break the mold. I mean, there's in in that, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do an episode uh later this week. We're gonna, you know, we're doing two episodes this week, one dropping Monday and then our normal one on Friday. The one on Friday I'm going to talk about Atlanta a little bit. Yep. And Atlanta is a story. It's not about plot. Yeah. It's it's not about plot. It's about it's about people and their lives and just how you interpret what they're dealing with or what their lives are. Yeah. It's not it's not a plot that it's you're going to go like throughout every season and each episode you got to watch to build upon and build upon and build yeah. upon. Now this severance builds each episode to a point, but it's also leaving a lot of things to interpretation. Yeah, you know, like, and eventually we're gonna we're not gonna get everything answered. We're gonna get some things answered. I think we'll never know what the spreadsheets are for. A hundred percent. I think there's a great it's information that's we that we in our our minds of our day to day life that everything has to have a meaning. Yeah. The spreadsheet the spreadsheets have a meaning, but will never be told because they're irrelevant based on the overall meaning of the show. Yeah. Yeah. And like we, we like may the, never know, but like so I may interpret it as what was <laughs> it was useful is for them to achieve consciousness or achieve yeah. this. And you may like, no, it was just a menial task to see if they could stick to that, you know, menial task yeah. or, um, it, it was a way to, for them to understand and control emotion. Yeah. Yeah. That so, in reality doesn't mean shit. Well, right? and that's where right now we don't know the answer. Yeah. So we each have a different interpretation exactly. of, of that. Yeah. And that's the brilliance of these, 
like, these types of shows. The leftovers, right? It's like all these people disappear, yeah. and like you never find out why. It's no. just about the ramifications and how people. Yeah, it's the human emotion yeah. of how they deal with loss. That's amazing, and that's the brilliance of that show. Like, it just taps into your own your own thoughts and feelings and emotions. Yeah. And you're really trying to understand how the characters are reacting and how you would react if something like that happened. I think that's the brilliance of of that show. And then even in, you know, this show, you're you're trying to, you know, it's it's asking questions. Yeah. Like would and, and just listen to other TV critics talk about they did a it was uh Maori Rubin and Amanda Dobbins did a rap on the Prestige TV podcast. Uh, I think I listened to it yesterday. And they were just like one. I think uh, Matt Rubin was like, I was sitting around with my husband, and we were like, "Would you get severed?" And we, yeah, we had that conversation as well. Yeah, and it's like, well, it's like depends on like what level of severed or yeah. what the, you know. But it's it's asking these questions because we know that someday there may be technology that has this, or kind of like Westworld is. It's in severance. It's like old rich. People, what's one thing they can't conquer? Yeah. Death. Yeah. So they're trying to conquer. And even in episode nine, there's a thing where Jame Egan says, we'll be together at my revolving. Like. Yeah. Like, that's a whole other thing. That is like, is that is that Ed Harris's character in Westworld where they keep like doing scenarios to see if he can. Yeah. Be conscious, basically, in a robot body, right? Yeah, that it's, whole thing was weird. Yeah. So, but yeah, we're jumping ahead, but just yeah. the just the uh, the, the thought provoking, question asking perspective of these TV shows is, I think, what makes them great TV shows yeah. these days, yeah. as opposed to just the same old, same old, right? Yeah. You know, don't get me wrong. I love my Game of Thrones, where yeah, it just builds to something and. Whether or not there's a payoff at the end of that, yeah. questionable for Game of Thrones. But yeah. these shows are asking questions that I think in the past were only asked in literature. And I think it's starting to make its way into like highbrow television. And I think that's why these like these tech based futuristic sci fi shows appeal. Or they build an audience over time. Yeah. Because it asks questions that we can feasibly see in front of us. Yeah. And just like the movie Kimmy, I was telling Blanca uh, when I was traveling, she's like, I'm going to watch a movie. What should I watch? I said, oh, I said, watch Kimmy or Nightmare Alley. And it was basically the only two movies I've seen, newer ones recently, and I watched them HBO Max. Yeah. I get back in town. Bunk's like, oh my god, I watched Kimmy. It was yeah. so good. And it was just <laughs> it's real life stuff that is happening. Yeah. And it's all technology that we have or that we're projecting that we're gonna have soon. Yeah. So it starts asking these moral questions and it's real it, it it's really fun to think about and also scary to think about, yeah. right? So Black Mirror stuff, man. Oh, that's that's it. one of my yeah. favorite. And there was getting um, a lot of people have been relating it to the San Junipero Black Mirror episode, and it's basically like people get to choose if they just want to if they want to die or they want to like have a computer chip kind of take over. 
and put them in this fantasy world. I'm dumbing down the episode, but yeah, it's yeah. one of the most renowned. It's one of the most highly rated episodes of Black Mirror. It's not my favorite, but it's a super well done episode. I kind of like the the robot dog one. Like, yeah, I don't know if you watched all of them, but most of them. Uh, I forget the name of that, but it's just like this, like Boston Robotics or the the dog just chasing actual people down the entire episode that they're trying to hide from it. Yeah, yeah. It's just It just terminates people. Yeah. So I think that's like Black Mirror and it kind of ties into Severance where there's one where they like clone your sub your consciousness and put it in like oh a home my God. Like, smart system. And it's yes. like John Hamm or I can't remember who it is like. Like trying to get it to like trying to like get it to understand the like human adjustments that their human would like, but then they come to like realize that they're just a robot. And he's like, "Cool." And he's like, "I'm gonna set you in here for like a hundred years, and you're not gonna talk to anybody to like break its will." And he's like, "It's like fifteen minutes for him," and they literally just run the house as their human would run the house, and it's just yeah. this whole like. Breaking of subconscious and like. There's how- also a Black Mirror where they do the same thing and they send like a, uh, like a, a robotic version of that human with their voice and in it to be with like they passed away to have their loved oh one. Oh my have, god! Yeah. I mean, it's just Black Mirror is so wild. We should do a re review of that. Yeah. But yeah, what's what's um before we spend thirty minutes talking more about that let's let's recap the episode and then where we're gonna go from here right so yep we had go ahead episode nine is the we we are right and so this is the season finale um i've been waiting on pins and needles for this episode to drop and i watched it on the flight back from from boston yeah um and it was so good like we said i think it was probably the most perfect season finale i've ever seen best 40 minutes and we we were day. complaining last week when we were recording that oh it's only gonna be 40 minutes it's gonna suck if it sucks yeah i'm gonna lose it yeah, yeah. and it's mad it so and tense. exceeded my expectations so, yeah i was tense watching it yeah and it's like i mean it basically starts off with we know that the switches are flipped yep they're they're and, in any mode yep and and it start. It's an. It's like an episode of Twenty Four. Like, I didn't really. I've only seen one episode ever of Twenty Four. <laughs> that we've talked about it. Um, that's a lot. Of, that's a at, lot of episodes, man. At my uncle's house, but it was yeah. like tense. It's like this takes place in one twenty four hour period. We know this is a real time episode. Yeah, and it's forty minutes of straight tense situations. Because we find out Dylan has to hold it the whole time, which. It, I just thought he was going to flip the switch and chill out, right? Well, but, and it goes to show you, you know, he thought his uh, his Audi must have been a bodybuilder because his, bice- his biceps were, were wailing the other day, right? Yeah. He's holding them switches for like 40 minutes, dude. Fully yeah. stretched out. Yeah. My arms would have given out. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. And he's yeah, – so Dylan must work out sub-level. He – he either does muscle shows or he's done that before. Yeah. And, and he's just, been queen slated yeah. and his muscles have never recovered. He's just working down on his riverboat, you know, just hauling in yeah. fish nets. <laughs> he's just got killer arms. Yeah. <laughs> the first person we see, right, is Helly, right? So. Yep. Helly comes to is there any? And she's at the, ga- the gala. The gala. And lo and behold, her name is Helena Egan. Egan. She's an we, Egan man. We called that pretty early on that yep. she was an Egan. That was a pretty, yeah, that, that theory was sniffed out pretty quick. 
Yeah, even, and on, it, even on the Reddit but threads. I listen to some really good TV critics that that don't go down the Reddit rabbit hole because they want to come to things on their own. Sure, yeah. didn't think about that. And I think it's interesting. It goes back to how we all interpret everything. Yeah, but, yeah. but just going back through the season, and we started, we were kind of talking about this, Milicek's really only taking pictures of her. I mean, most of the pictures that he's taken are her. And then when she comes in, basically, they're, oh, this is a miracle that you're here. Yeah. The way they treat her is... It's so understandable now. New, and you know, we kind of speculate maybe she was on the board. Uh, she was an Egan. Yeah. But it, it really, now on a rewatch, you see all these moments where so it's like, true. It, it becomes more visible that she was a Negan. And, yep. you know, she's going down the elevator. She's talking to Natalie. Yep. Board she's, secretary. She's She knows who she is. Yeah. Um, they go down uh, the elevator. They meet... Uh, Severed mama, baby producer, and the senator. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they were there. It, yeah. Because as we read from Mark's sister that when she did the research, when the lady could remember her name or and gave her different baby names and all their interactions by the pond at the park or wherever they were at, that the senator was a big proponent of severance uh, in the articles that she pulled up. And then as we see Helly or Helena Egan walking through, we see oh, there's all Milicek's pictures. Yep. There's all these it's, visual yeah. displays. She's smiling in every one of them. And you can hear in the background she's like narrating, talking about why she chose to do this to a degree. And like she chose to do it to show the world that it's safe. Right? Yeah. To further push Lumen's foothold on severance. And you know, in the in the kind of interview that they're showing on the screen and some of those things, it's like, she's like, I want to do it because it looked freaking awesome. Yeah, it looked awesome. Yeah, she's just, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't see my face, but I was like, really? And like, yeah. But you kind of see that when she's talking that, some of her personality that's coming out in her innie, but where she's like gung-ho about it on the outside, how she thought it was awesome, and she was... Not just because it was a family thing, but she thought it would be cool, and she's like gung ho about it. It's kind of the, uh, it's kind of her and Irving play opposite any and outies, right? So she's gung ho about it on the outside, and the inside she's trying to commit suicide. Yeah, and Irving on the inside is company man, super into all the philosophy on the outside. He stays up all night. Listen, I mean, we we'll get into. Irving's path in, in this episode, but, uh, you know, we see basically Helly. W- let's kind of go character by character, but I don't want to go to the end of Helly's yet. But, it, but Yeah, I was going to say, we could we could do Helly, and then we could talk about Irving, and then we could talk about, right, because Dylan's still out there holding the switches, yeah. and then we could get to Mark, and then we could maybe close Helly's. Yeah. I want to hold those two perfect, to the end. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, a perfect. Yeah. But, I mean, you see some of the just... Parts of Helly, her interactions with I, Natalie walking through. Yeah. She goes to the bathroom and we get the weirdest interaction. Well, she's in she's in here, she's in the bathroom, yeah. and then old father time crawls in. Jamie again. Yeah, Jamie, not Jamie, not James, just yeah. Jamie. Yeah. Same. 
And did you notice? And did I hear it right? Because I also was like, when I was taking notes, I was also looking at the script because I like yeah. to see like how they intended it. He says, "Does he say my or your or does he say the grandfather would be proud?" I think, according to the script, it's the grandfather would be proud. I think it was. Uh, it was That's very so fucking weird. Yeah, it was very creepy. Like. It and it's just weird talking about. I remember you loved the first blue and yellow. It had the lights on it. You're like, Daddy, everybody will love this. Or it's just it's creepy vibes. So creepy. It and just talking about how proud. And then he mentions we talked about earlier that uh, we'll be together at my revolving. If if this all goes well, you'll you'll sit with me at my revolving now. Is that at the board? Is it in his, right? Because she's not a CEO. We don't know if she has ambitions to be the CEO, right? Yeah. Maybe his revolving is like this exhibition exhibit that they plan on having for him when he dies in the perpetuity wing. So it'll be like the Jamie Egan section and it'll have like a footnote for like Heli. Or in the, or in the, or, or he's going to be, I think maybe it means, the revolving is where you see all the Egan CEOs, yeah. right? Yeah. And so he's the Egan CEO, but basically with her doing this and helping push that, she's going to become the next CEO. So when she dies, she'll be in that revolving as well yeah. with yeah. with them in the perpetuity the, way. The third female CEO. I'm going to throw a theory out there. Yeah. She kills his ass. Yeah, she's, she's like and, making a play for the CEO thing, and yeah, she like loves her dad and all of that. I got feeling she's like full on like cutthroat house of cards, like pushes ass in front of her train kind of thing. Or I, I or any any Hallie's gonna wake up season two and just murder him. Yeah, it's possible. But so he says that about at the revolving thing, so weird. And I was I put that like in the perpetuity wing, but maybe it's um. Anyways, and he was like, I can't believe that that any would do that to you. What he was asking about, like, does it still hurt about his yeah. back? And he calls it, like, her split personality, that any. Yeah. It's so weird. This The whole perspective, their whole perspective of innies yeah. is totally sc- We're biased. We're, we only know them as their innies, right? So we yeah. have these personalities that we've come to agree with. But it's just so callous to call them, like, Call her like it, like yeah, it's not or like a dumb enemy. clone that you made. It's 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 you're it's still the same person. Yeah, it's basically bifurcating and creating a different personality. Basically, making someone have multiple personalities that they can control. So treating it any as a different person is just weird, right? Yeah, and, but that's how they are because that's they're looking it at almost it a different lens. Not even as like human to yeah. a degree. It's just like I can't believe that dog would bite you. I yeah. can't believe that any would try to strangle you. Like yeah. Yeah, like, it's that's not me. happy. It's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. biting your hand for a reason. Like it's yeah. so weird their perspective on it. But yeah, so she like meets daddy and it's super creepy awkward and Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. And then you know, we'll go back to Heli at the end. I think let's let's go with Irving, right? So Irving wakes up. Yeah, as is any sees all at, the paintings yeah. scattered around his living room. Super calm, but 
Irving has a different vibe than everybody in this episode. Yeah. I think, I mean, Howie's does a great job of dealing with their circumstance. I think they all have a great, do a great job. Mark learns how to pit. Mark is a little off in the beginning, but Howie yeah. holds it together well. And she it, had the fortunate excuse to be like, oh, the drink hit me harder than I yeah. thought it would. Like, and, okay, good out, good out. And, and Howie and Mark are around a ton of people. Yeah. Irving is Alone. by himself. With well, his dog. Yeah. Oh my god! I almost lost it when he reaches out, like, because he's never petted a dog or anything, oh, right? Oh man, You're good like, catch! I'm like, Irving was just in this mode of, it was almost like observational. Yeah, right? he was just looking around, taking it in. Yeah, which I think they all handled. <laughs> I think they all handled the flip way better than I thought yeah. they would, man. I, <laughs> like, to, I, if it were me, and I just wake up and I'm just at yeah. least for Helly and Mark, like, I'd be like. Who the fuck are you people? Yeah, like, we like SWAT team shows up at the house because I'm like taking <laughs> taking hostages. Yeah, man, it's so and, weird. and it's like it's a sad thing because that does happen with personality people and they don't recognize where they're at and they start, you know, and people don't know how to deal with it and cops come and I mean it's it's crazy. Yeah, but that's that's what I think would happen. To that's me what too. I thought would happen. Yeah, but Irving yeah, Irving he, has the he like never petted a dog. I never yeah. thought of that. And and he's is, there is by any, himself. Yeah, and I mean, so we see very, very calm. Is very looking around, observing everything, taking in everything. Like I said, first thing is paintings, the dog. Then he's just going through the house. He finds a trunk with yeah. He sees like medals on the wall, yeah. like yeah, military he, medals, and it's like oh shit! Like Irving was in the military. Okay, all right, like. That was, like, my thought. And yeah, that's what I was going to. And then he opens the trunk, and he sees a picture that says Dad. But yep. you see two U.S. Navy things. Yeah. So do you think he was in the military, too, or just the dad? My first thought was that he was, right, seeing the medals on the wall. Yeah, and they talked about you've had what in, in Miss Casey said you've received basically medals or trophies. She said and a trophy, paper. right? Yeah. I, don't, I it, it's tough because it, I go back and forth when I think about it because yeah. yeah he's he sees the photo and it says dad on the back and that's a lot of medals for I mean back I'm assuming his dad was World War II probably yeah. maybe World War I, I don't I don't know but he could have been Vietnam uh, right you know, it's I mean uh, it's Irving a, could be a medal it's a lot of medals for one person to, yeah. to win and it's like okay if it's World War II there was a lot of medals handed handed out back then yeah. for a lot of stuff and anyways um and so yeah he like looks at the Navy uniform and. I go back and forth on whether or not Irving was in the military, but I have a feeling he wasn't, and he's the exact opposite. He was raised by his father, but he's a sophisticant, right? Yeah. And he's potentially got, he's got, like, homosexual tendencies, at least as any does. And I'm thinking that, like, he wasn't in the military, and it kind of, like, disappointed his father. But then, on the inside, he's such a rule follower until he's had this awakening, right? Yeah. Where... But it could be the opposite, right? So, on the outside, he could be, you know, a totally different personality because yeah. it's basically creating a split personality. And the inside, he's following his dad's footsteps of, of like, regimented, as you think of someone, military background, regiment, yeah. following orders, following direction. The baseline of the subconscious that's been constructed over 50, 60 years, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Irving was always taught to be... A rule follower and all of this, yeah. and you know he's gotten older and he's like, "Fuck that!" Like, yeah. I like art. I like 
I like metalhead. Yeah. I'm doing my thing, yeah. right? And, like, his subconscious is, like, strict. And look at Heli. Like, Heli was raised by Egan's and it's all psychotic and shit. But, like, deep down, she's, like, a rebel. I don't know. I, I, yeah, think, I think it's just, like, this blend of, like, looking at the subconscious at a person's subconscious with a clean slate without, yeah. like, shame. It's the baseline of their subconscious. I think you couldn't have said it better. Yeah, exactly. It's the baseline of their learn. Carte blanche. Yeah. Yeah, but you have that you have that background or that baseline of what you've been taught or yeah. learned um, or ingrained in you from childhood. Yeah. And but then you have a blank slate from there. Yeah. So I I, I go back and forth, but I don't think it's in the military. What do you? Yeah. Think? I the first time I watched it, I thought it was all his stuff, and then the second time, and I see him flip over the pictures of his dad, and yeah. I'm like, so it's made me question that, but. But underneath, you know, he's digging through you know, the trunk and he pops open the top compartment. And then you see he's got like all this like paperwork about uh, Lumen and yeah, uh, like a list of employees that are severed in the town region and a map. Yes. With like certain people's names. And he's obviously looking for one person in particular. Yeah, he is. But so what do you think? Yeah, his any is. Yes. What do you think Audi, Audi Irving is doing with the list and the map? So he has a list of severed employees, which looks like a pretty long list. Like how many yeah. pages do you think? Um, it's quite a few. Is? I think. I have this weird theory that his, right, because we saw Kobol had, like, that breathing tube with, we're assuming her mom's name tag on it, right? Like, hospital, like, band or whatever. I'm wondering if, like, Irving's dad died from a similar, and we read the Lexington letter and we saw that they had something to do with yeah, some sort of lawsuit related to healthcare or whatever. Um Maybe his dad died from the same thing Miss Coble's dad died from, and he's gone, you know, maybe he was working there when his dad died. Yeah. <clears throat> or maybe he started working there because his dad died, and he's, like, trying to, like, as his Audi is trying to burn this place to the ground. Yeah. Just try to get as much dirt as he can. Um, I don't know how he's going about it, because he's got, like, a list of names, and Map has, like, all the addresses, like, checked off, and Bert's one of them. Yeah, and that was kind of my... question is what is Irving's drive to be in there um what was his trauma yeah I think it's along those lines probably he's trying uh, for some reason he's trying to like I think he's trying to he clearly holds his dad like very close to him but I don't yeah. know why he's doing it yeah it's it's very it's complicated <clears throat> yeah so on on reddit Someone created a spreadsheet of all the names that appeared on on Irving's list. Oh my god! And it's a lot. Um, it's got to be, yeah. So as I mean, this knows that in the severed floor, according to Bart, and some of these like Pete Petey Kilmer's on there, and obviously he's dead and yep. severed now. So yep. don't know if some of these are are moved on. But, it, I mean, there's notes, and we see 
you know, next to Bert's name, there's his address mm-hmm. on the on the on the sheet. paper sheet yep. that he has, and Irving, you know, has his address marked on the map, his other people's names as well. But as you mentioned, he's only looking for Bert because that's the only person. Well, now that he's found, but that's the thing, he's observing and he finds this list, and on the list he sees Bert's name, right? Bert Goodrum. At that point, Bert G. His entire focus, just like when they were like gonna go down to security, and he gets out of the yeah. MDR, and he's like, "See you guys later. I'm gonna go check I gotta, Bert go, G. I gotta go say hey to Bert." Yeah. <laughs> His entire focus shifts from observe and report and dig into on the outside. When he sees Bert's name, looks at him on the map, he's gone. And it. And I think it's they know they're on the clock, right? Correct. That's yeah. something that I I have to I had to remind myself during the episode is like there's a lot of observation going on. They're just trying to get their bearings, but they know they're on the clock, and I forgot that. Yeah. So he's like, okay, and they also told themselves like, once you figure it out, once you are comfortable or safe or whatever, find somebody you trust and tell them everything. Yeah. Right. Only person Bert. Irving knows his Bert to some degree. Yeah. They have so, some connection. That's so. So we know Mark, and we'll get into Mark. Yeah, we know he's he talks to someone that he trusts that he develops there. Is Irving's any so in love that he's going to seek out Bert for love or to tell him everything on the inside? Both. You think so? I think it's both. I think he's just so blind. Like, he just wants to see Bert. I think he has a a limited period of time, and he wants to go see Bert. One last time. Yeah. Yeah. Because he doesn't know if he'll have this time period again. (sighs) It's true. Or, like you said, that's the only person he knows. He sees that name, and he knows him. He lives alone. He's got a dog. Like, he doesn't know anybody else, and the first person he sees on this list is Bert. Yeah, and, and that's his, and he knows Bert, and so he knows I can trust him, too. Exactly, so. and I think it's like, A, oh, thank God, I love this guy. Yeah. I can tell him everything. Yeah, and he'll, his he knows Audi, me, hopefully. he'll get me, but his Audi's not going to know who he is. No, and so. And, yeah, let's not go with his ending yet, either. We'll we'll hit everybody's ending at the, the same time. So, But he does, he does get. Gets his keys. Gets his keys. He's going to go find Bert. And we had this question, I can't remember if it was on last week's podcast, or this, like, I brought this up specifically, like, would the innies know how to drive a car? Exactly. Would their memories be blocked because, like, (laughs) they learned it from their parents or whatever? Yeah. And we see, like, he really doesn't know. Yeah, he's, like, like hitting the gas a couple of times in reverse and then squealing the tires. He's got the basic knowledge. He knows, like, what a map is. He knows what a car is. But then when it goes to drive he's a little off because that part of the memory is blocked so but he does I mean, we kind of were talking about this we were thought that both thought maybe he would have got an accident That's, and yeah and woke up unsevered or they never you know he could have died and been found you know but yeah, I thought he'd get an accident on the way to Bert, and then yeah. be like, "Oh, that's the last time we saw Irving." Like, yeah. or my other thing was, what if like Dylan, like he's still on his way driving to Irving, yeah, or to to Bert, and like Dylan like gets busted, and like the switch flips, and he's like mid driving, 
and like going through an intersection or coming uh, up to like a red light and then wham like yeah it's like Audi like selfie like is like why am I driving yeah. wham crash dead yeah yeah anyway but yeah we see though he figures out how to read the map yeah drive the car yeah he pulls up to Bert's house so we're gonna cut over to Mark yep and then yeah you want to do that yeah let's do that yeah so uh, or. Yeah, let's get over to Mark, and before we and Mark, let's talk about what's happening at Dillon. Yeah. 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 So Mark is, uh, he, he comes to, right, and he's hugging Miss Coble, Miss Selvig. Yeah. Um, and he's at this reading party, and he's just trying to find something or somebody to, like, stabilize himself in this moment. And I think he's having a harder time than anybody. Yeah, he has the hardest time. Yeah. And I think it's because he's kind of the... Dumbest, the, just say that yeah. nicely. Yeah, but naivest. I mean, yeah, I, we see Helly, who's you know an Egan, who is with in the company. Irving it seems some more sophisticated. Mark's kind, of, but Mark was a professor, a history professor. So, yeah. but you know, maybe he's more book learned than adjustable, street yeah. smart kind of thing. But yeah, he's definitely have the hardest time of any of them. And he's like, he's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta talk to somebody. And he like walks off from his cobol, and he's like walking around the party trying to find somebody he might recognize. And then yeah. he, he like bumps into those party guests, and he's like, the party guest is like, Mark, do you find it strange? To, I don't think it's right that your sister chose to introduce the baby on the same night as Rickon's book reading introduction. And he's like. And it's just like shut the f- like yeah that dude is like jag yeah, off yeah, yeah World War Two guy yeah and um, and Mark is like oh anyways anyways that happens after he like bumps into Devin yeah and so he like finds his sister with the baby well, he comes out he goes to the bathroom to kind of collect yeah, yeah, himself yeah, yeah to yeah pull he, himself she's like are you okay in there or whatever yeah. and he comes out and he's like how's our baby <laughs> and. By our baby, do you mean like collectively raising it like a tribe or yeah. something? And he was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I, she's like, yeah, look, um, you wanted to talk to me about a life-altering you know, decision. Give me a couple of minutes. The baby, then she has to like breastfeed or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, or, yeah, pump or something. Yeah. And so then he like walks back out of the party and that's when that guy says that like, should she be introducing the baby? I don't yeah. think it's right, blah, blah, blah. And Mark is like, my sister's having the baby? But he said it like, a question of tone and the guy clearly wasn't fully listening. And yeah. He was like, yeah, it's his sister. I mean, it's up to her. Like, why yeah. would he have an input in this? Like, it was just like, oh my God, you guys are all fucking up your own asses. Yeah. yeah the whole crowd is pretentious. Yeah. And as we learn through that, you know, they're talking about the book reading that's going to happen. And of course, Mark doesn't have his book. So they're like, you can, you can share a book with Rebecca. Rebecca? No, Rebecca. Oh, oh, Rebecca. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> she has sores on the back of her head from her bird. Her bird? Yeah. It was just, oh my God, yeah, these people, the, dude. Well, I guess the people that are into Rickon on the outside are wild. Oh, they're eccentric and eclectic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and so... You know they're they're getting ready for the you know they they go sit down for the reading and mm-hmm. I love how like Rebecca was like uh, I need to read I have to read very closely because I have small eyes yeah. and it's just like <laughs> that's a vision problem you, d- you dumbass like I love their explanation for shit it's just it, so it, 
off the mark. Yeah, and, and then Miss Kobel sits, uh, Selvig Kobel sits behind Mark. Yeah. like, I'll, I'll just crane. <laughs> I'm just, do you mind if I crane? Yeah. I, you know, and it just, when they cut this, like, when he's reading, you know, he's reading the passage of the book, and then they show the view out from them, and Miss Kobel's just craning right over Mark. Yeah. Like, the weirdest yeah. threesome of people. <laughs> yeah. And so Rick and Finn's reading, and they're like, we're going to take a seven-minute... Uh, What's it called? Um, not recognition. No, uh, no. Uh, it starts with an R. Reflection. Reflection break. So we gotta take a seven minute reflection break. And, and fucking Rebecca sends up. It's like I may have to change my name again. That yeah, was transcendent. That was, was transcendent. I may have to change my name again. Yeah. Like, uh, like what? <laughs> yeah. Rebecca. Rebecca. <laughs> out of here, man. Yeah. Yeah. I have to read really close because I have small eyes. No, you yeah. have you have yeah. farsighted vision. You got cataracts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we, like, you know, during this whole party, Mark's trying to get his sister alone. They're kind of playing catch up. But, and he's, like, blown away that it's Rickon. Yeah, because he, he they talk and Rickon thinks he's making fun of him, but he's it, like, no, yeah. Rickon is like nasally, and he's yeah. like, pal, ready the ready no, the, 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 the neti like, pot, fa, yeah. like far or yeah. whatever his name, ready the neti pots, yeah, and, and he's like, like, sounds like so he's got something uh, in his throat, uh, <laughs> yeah, and he's like outside on the balcony, he's like, uh, 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 uh. and yeah, Mark goes out there and he's like. Oh my God, uh, Mr. Rickon, and he's like, he's like, yeah. I thought your book was great. He's like, Mark, please, <laughs> I I know how you think of me. Yeah. And he's just so up his own ass, and in the end, he is just like in awe and blown is, away. Is is totally to transformed him and Rickon changed his life and yeah, Rickon Rick is finally got the the recognition he he ultimately wanted. Yeah, and. It, it's just it's crazy and oh, then I love when he like goes to read the first like the chapter he's like I want to de- dedicate this uh, book to one person in particular Eleanor and it's like his baby and it's just like oh my <laughs> god dude that was the introduction to me yeah. or when he's like the bell is rung and what you can't unring a bell you can't app. unring the bell app yeah <laughs> it's just like Shag he's off. such yeah. A tool. He's I'm but perfect people, pick for that actor for yeah. that role. And, that guy's and he said all these people bought into his yeah. bullshit. Yeah. And but Yeah, and he's reading and he's like, uh this was the fa- my favorite quote from it. He's like, uh it is said that it's as a child, Wolfgang Mozart killed another boy by slamming his head in a piano. Don't worry. My research for the book has proven the claim untrue. And it's just like, <laughs> what the <laughs> Fuck, man! Like it's like it's like the people. It's just like how people in entertainment in public eye will say um, something wild and then be like, "I'm just asking questions," yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. no, you're saying some false claim, but yeah. then you're like, "No, no, no! I was asking questions, so you do your own research." And yeah. so it's like. No, it, you're just making shit up, and then you're like, well, I better cover myself. Yeah. If, um, hey, it's just like, who has ever said that about Mozart? <laughs> like, has he been at some dinner party that where they didn't call it World War One because it would have been a faux pas because it was yeah. before? Like, it's the same party where some jagoff is like, you know what? I heard somewhere that Mozart killed another student yeah. by slamming his head in a fucking piano. Like, clearly uneducated fucks. Yeah, it's... 
Yeah, they I'm gonna have to make this episode an explicit episode because yeah, we're, I'm, we I'm cursed by the e. storm. Yeah, got to put the e on that one. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, and so we see we see basically Mark finally connects with his sister by well before that after he talks to Rick and he's walking through and Coble stops him. Yeah, he's trying oh, for his sister. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, like, Rickon is like, oh, I was just looking at that photo the other day of Gemma. And yes. We were out hiking, and Mark is like, yo, do you have that photo? And he's like, oh, I think I have it. And it's, like, on his phone, and then yeah. he gets pulled out because yeah. the neti pot is ready. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then so. And so he's talking to Coble. He's talking to Coble, and I think his sister's ready to talk to him, and he's yeah. like. she's Yeah, she's like, all right, I'm done pumping, and it's yeah. Miller time. And he's like, oh. But he's like, uh, see you later, Miss Coble. And she's like, what the f- is going on? Busted. She's, she's, well, it takes, you know, it's it takes almost, her a minute. It takes her a few seconds and then you see her face. Yeah. And it turns into like, then she starts, then, then you don't see it, but then she's trying to find Mark again, right? Mark? So Mark? Mark goes, is trying to talk to his sister and, but the baby's crying and then. They miss. She, um, Devin goes and hands a baby off to Selvig. Selvig. Yeah, right. Can you take him? He's he's a, he's a bit fussy at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Sure, dear. Sure. She takes him, and all the while, like you know, we'll catch up with that. But then Mark basically says, "You know, where can I trust you? We're uh, we're close, or yeah, goes yeah, in this we're field. close, right? <laughs> yeah, you and I are close, right? So they go, and his sister." Believes it, you know. He basically tells that this is a severed version, and that send investigators. Investigators are a thing, right? Yeah, investigators <laughs> are a thing, right? Yeah, I love that. And she, and then she believes him, and then I love how she just believed him, like yeah, without with she. She only asked him one time. She's like, "Are you fucking with me?" And he's like, "No." no. And she just, she's like, "Yeah, okay, I'm all in." And then love she's, it. then she's like, "How do you know Miss Coble?" Or he says, "How do you know Miss Coble?" And she's like. And the, the whole reveal that the sisters like, wait, your boss is our lactation consultant. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, they put it together. Yeah, she, she works for Lumen. <laughs> yeah. and he's like, by the way, what is Miss Coble doing yeah. here? And she's like, who? <laughs> yeah, the I silver haired lady. She's dressed a little differently. She's like, got a purple work. dress on. Yeah. And yeah, she's like, you mean Miss Selvig? Yeah. yeah. And then they like, she's like, holy shit, like freaking out. And, and they go look, and as we know. Now she's in the car, yeah. driving, calling, trying to call Milchek, yeah, yeah. erratically, and, yeah, and Milchek finally answers, and we'll just go back to Mark real quick at the party. They're all looking for the baby because they think Miss Selvig took off with the baby. I love she interrupts it, like Rickon's reading. I love that yeah. he just. Decided to go ahead after the reflection break yeah. without being like, "Where's Mark and my wife? I yeah. don't, I don't want to continue without these yeah. two. The and two most so important in people in my life." Yeah, that he's like, um, "It doesn't even matter who's here." Yeah, and so, yeah, but I will give him props. Like she was like, "Have you seen the Selvig? She like took the baby, yeah. and he immediately like stopped the reading. I was like, "Okay." Yeah. If and he was like really calmed down, I would have been like, "Hold on a minute here, Bob." Yeah. yeah, and I love the fact that when they're going to look for the baby, and Mark is with that douche from the party that about World, World War One. Yeah, he fi- like Mark finds a baby, opens in here, the door, finds it, the baby, and the guy's like scurries in after hey. him. Is in here. Hey, Devin. Hey, I found the baby. I found the baby. And he's just 
then Mark's just like, eh. <laughs> there's just, three people. There's two people in the show that I would love to kick their ass. Yeah. One was Rick, and the other is that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're they're part of the same crew. Yeah, they yeah they all ride mopeds together, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, and then we see Koble Selvig finally gets all to Milicic when she's driving. And she's like, he's like, I'm not supposed to be talking to you. Yeah. It's like. They're any like or what does he say? She's yeah. She's like their 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 overtime has been activated or yeah, something. Their yeah. their 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 innies are awake or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And yeah, and so Milchik is just booking it down the halls. Yeah, and she's I mean, like, I'll go take care of Helly. Yeah, you know, go get Dylan. And bitch, weren't you fired? How are you getting in the building? I'm just saying. I'm uh, as yeah. we know, their security key card protocol is not very tight. That's because true. Grainer is. He's deceased, been dead. And his key card is just running rampant Still around working. the facility, yeah. right? Well, he was probably over the key card process. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. now that he's dead, they're locked out of the security room. They're just they're just trying to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that whole small nitpick. Yeah. Yeah, so it's but really cool, like maybe it's corporate. Maybe it's just so bureaucratic. It takes months for the paperwork to go through yeah. just to shut off a key card. Maybe it's like government work. I don't know. Yeah. And anyways, we see we as you know, we see Selvig driving. We still don't know they found the baby at this point. We talked about it. But then you see she pull up and the car is rolling and you're like, oh, shit, the baby's <laughs> yeah, in there. She just gets and, out. Yeah. <laughs> then the, after it's rolling, we see cut back and we see them find the baby. Thank God. It was but, like Creed on the office. He just pulls up in his Porsche. And he's like, park it. And he just throws the keys <laughs> at nothing. Like, and it, yeah. It, so she gets out and her car is just rolling off. And the valet is like, oh, my God. Yeah. And so, yeah. So let's cut. Uh, let's cut. Let's go to this. We'll cut back to Irving, and right. then we'll go Helly, then Mark, and right. then we'll give our reflections. Right. So in the Dylan piece. So we cut back to Irving. You know, as now we know, Coble Milicic know overtime contingency. The panic picks up. The yep. intensity has been intense throughout the whole episode. It picks up even more. You see Irving sitting outside. Bert G's house. Yep. You see the window, Christopher walking, Bert G comes walking in, and then another guy. His, he's like packing a suitcase. Yeah. And like this, yeah. His, so you, his you Audi see partner. Bert G's Audi partner, another, uh, a male partner, assuming husband. Yep. And we're, so we discussed this before the show. We're thinking, okay. Irving is going to see that and be like, oh, man, he, on the out, outside, he's with somebody. He's happy. He's happy. I'm happy for him. Yeah. And it's going to drive away and but, either either go about his way or, you know, kill drive himself. Drive off a cliff or, or something, get in right? an accident. Yeah. But we see him like love will make you do these things yeah he gets out of the car and he like runs up to the door and starts burp 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 just banging laying on, the door. on it yeah and that's how irving's arc ends in this episode yep we last see him banging on the door calling Bert's name yep then we've got basically and before we talk about heli and no basically we have Milicek 
coming to confront Dylan. Yeah, he's he's Dylan like, trying to get taped in. <laughs> the door shut. I think it's his belt. Yeah, he's got oh, like, his, belt? his okay, belt wrapped his belt around belt. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't tell at first, but I'm pretty sure it was his belt. And he's like, "Fuck you, Mister Belichick." Yeah. yeah. Fuck you, yeah. <laughs> Dylan's voice in this episode goes up to eleven. It's so good. Yeah. Well, you imagine the physical toll that's taken on yeah. him to do he's this gassed. for forty minutes. His glasses are like barely on the edge of the, his nose. The greatest thing about this episode, I mean. It's all great, but the attention detail of that, of him being 40 minutes and stretched out, how the glasses slide down his yeah. nose and where they're at the end of the nose, yeah. like, at that part is is mind-blowing. That's just great directing, producing, writing, everything there, all the little details. I loved how the episode jumped around, yeah. but, like, the little details of this, you know, Milchek is basically bribing. You know, he's like, "I want to see my kids," and uh, I want to. I want to remember my kid was born. Yes, there yeah. you go. Yeah, and and Milchek is like, "You've got two others." Yeah, and he's like, and he like almost breaks. He's like, yeah. "Oh shit!" Like, yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> Milchek is like just trying to bribe him like the yeah. whole time. He's like, We've got "There are incentives you don't even know about." Like. <laughs> Like, dude, yeah. what? Coffee cozies. Paintball. Paint- We've got paintball. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude. Like, what other, what do you think the list is of all the incentives are? Uh, well, we know that MD, or not MDR, OND was making, like, axes for a floor. I mean, they've got, like, 3D printers in there yeah. making shit, right? So, yeah. like. They can just make he can make whatever incentive they want. You can you can stay a whole night in the goat raising room and just <laughs> yeah. play with goats all night. Like goat yeah. yoga. Goat yoga. You can yeah. kill them, get goat uh the goat meat or whatever that's uh I forget the name of it. Um I just love the incentives. I I Cabrito, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. and because it when I was in Boston I just did this really funny joke like at the at the stadium in Boston, it had like an Amazon market, so yeah. you could just pop your card in, yeah. walk in, grab whatever you want, and walk out without scanning anything. Oh yeah, and I, it, I went to the all. original one in Seattle. That's like, years ago. It was awesome. Yeah, the, the prototype one that they had in Seattle. Yeah, and so they they had that at Boston, and then when I was in Buffalo the year before that or before COVID, they had like these computer simulations that could yeah. calculate the traffic at bathrooms. So you could be like, oh, this bathroom's free, and it's just down there. I'll go down there, right? And then I was like. Houston doesn't have that. Houston has like, hey, we just deep fried a fucking Twinkie and yeah. put it in a burrito. Get down <laughs> here. And it's like, oh, my God, dude, we got to do better. But anyways, yeah. incentives in, in this show is just hilarious. At paintball, coffee koozies. Dylan, I've got coffee koozies. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, Dylan, you've got, Dylan come on, Dylan. <laughs> you've got two other kids that you don't even know about. Um yeah, and then and he's we, like, I bet the tempers were disappointed at the waffle party. <laughs> yeah, so what? that goes back to the waffle party conversation. Like, <laughs> yeah. like oh, what does he do to the tempers normally? Yeah, like, and that conversation. Sex, like, beating them with the whip? Yeah. Disappointed how? Like, what kind of game were they, Oof. like, they're just, yeah, sitting down there in, the, in, the, in their own, like, break room, like, having a cup of coffee, like, oh, thank God we didn't have to fuck that guy tonight. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, 
That's the only thing I can think of. Oh dear God! Ugh. But yeah. yeah, they. I was yeah. I wrote. I was like, LOL, because they missed out on the orgy. They were disappointed. I don't <laughs> yeah. understand. Yeah. yeah. What did Milicic sit down with them afterwards? <laughs> it's like, guys, what do you think? I don't know. He just left. <laughs> what? Guys, what happened here? The guy in the jester mask is like, mm? well, I don't know what happened to him, but I just sat here with my thing on. Like, hey, he never came out of the room. We went in there and looked, and it was <laughs> talking through the mouth. <laughs> 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 just full fiction wake up the oh, guild man. oh my god that's great dude that was oh. <laughs> that guy sits in cold storage <laughs> the testing floor and he's he's like it gets out every every time the wall person my tongue is shy <laughs> you know he's like He's like, hell yeah, once a quarter, waffle party, baby. Like, that's his this, only incentive. He tells Dylan, like, after everyone, that's the best five minutes of my <laughs> life that I get to spend with you. Like, what the sh- I've been awake for 60 minutes. That's my any life. It's all been in five-minute segments during the waffle party. <laughs> uh, Holy shit. It, so. It, yeah, it's, and then, like, so we see, let's do, let's talk. So Milicek breaks through the door. Yeah, he's cut through the and, belt. Yeah. And you see him sprinting towards Dylan, right? No. Slow-mo. Yeah. We see him tackle Dylan, right? So yep. we talked about Irving's thing ends as, um, you know, banging on Bert's door, so calling like, Bert, Bert, yeah, Bert. He's, he's running. He's about to tackle yeah. uh, Dylan. And yeah. so, like, it cuts to Bert. Yeah, he's, like, banging on the door. Yeah. Irving's banging on the door for Bert. Heli, do we want to talk about Heli or Mark first? Let's go Heli because I like how it ends. I we want to end talk on about Mark, Mark's right? last. So, yeah. so Heli, you know, as we've seen now, she's repeating, and this just backs up a little bit. She's repeating the break room. Yeah, after slogan. her daddy left the bathroom, yeah. she's like, "I'm sorry for the for the pain I've caused this world." Yeah, and she's just like, "Okay, she's she's broken." Yeah. Well, yeah, the end. Yeah, I mean, it's. But that's the any repeated that a thousand and seventy two times, right? She's like, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna thumb in my nose at the system. I'm saying this, and I'm gonna go ruin the world. Oh, and so she reads that. And she comes out, and she's walking towards Saves, and there comes Coble, just psychotic as ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, you know, you're gonna. Um, I know. Oh, it's it's you. It's your any. Yeah. And she says, "You're gonna." Ruin. I'm gonna ruin. The, I'm gonna or, ruin your company. Or Helly. Yeah, Helly says that. Uh, yeah. Are you gonna? I'm gonna ruin your company. She goes, your company. Like she's like, you're an Egan bitch. Yeah, it's your it's your company. <laughs> yeah. Like you're gonna ruin your own company. Yeah. Um, but then she bait Cobble's like, yeah, you'll be out, but we're gonna torture Mark and Dylan and Irving. Yeah. They're still gonna be in there, and they're we're gonna make them pay. We're gonna fuck them yeah. up. Yeah. 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 It's and it kind of she looks back and is like, "All right, fuck it, I'm still yeah. going." She's I'm, like, "Oh, oh, here's Helly. Right, Helly, it's your turn." Yeah, as opposed, she was just supposed to walk out, and they gotta like push her ass out there. Yeah, yeah. They, they separate push, her and Cobol, and it's like, and she walks out and she starts talking about that. From her any perspective, they torture us down there. We're not happy. Yeah, before she goes on, right? You yeah. hear like her recording, like interview oh, yeah, before yeah. the severance, severing process, and she's like, you know, I didn't do this out of loyalty to my dad. I did it because I thought it was cool. And and then she's like, you know, growing up, my dad always told me that I had like 
Oh, everybody that worked at Lumen was my family, and yeah. I, as a child, I thought it just meant I had like a thousand brothers Oof. and sisters, and then I came to realize that we just have shared ideals, and it's just like, yeah. oh my god, you're all in. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's when she walks out there, and she's like, I'm Heliar, the Eddie, and everybody's, and she's like, it's horrible down there. Like, and everybody's like, Laughing, yeah. What is thinking? It? It's like a joke, and, you know, a bit. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> and then she's like, "No, for real, <laughs> we're like slaves." And everybody's like, "Uh, what?" And then what? What else does she say? She said they do. Um, they torture them. Yeah. Um. They the Indies don't like being yeah, down we're, there. We're miserable, miserable down there. They're torturing us. Yeah, just one segment of the break room. I think everybody's going to vote against that, that bill. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I mean, she's telling how horrible it is. And all this is happening at the same time that we see Milicek tackling Dylan. Yeah. And then we cut over to, so, I mean, we talk, we'll, we'll kind of regroup after yeah, yeah. that. But then we cut over to Mark. Yeah, Mark is... He in just, the room where the baby was. In the room where the baby was, and he's looking at pictures. And there's 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 picture frames on the on the side table. Yeah. And he's like, oh. And he like grabs one. And it's a photo of him and Gemma. Yeah. And he's like, oh shit. Yeah, just look in his face, and then he turns around. And just starts running. Yeah. In like and it's in like somewhat slow motion, and he's like, Javid! He's, he's just yelling for his sister. And I love how this ends. And he's like running out, and he's like, I think he's like, get out of the way or something. Yeah. He's, like, yeah, he's like floating like, the seas. Yeah. yeah. And like you see Devin standing there, and then it's just like full time, and he's like, She's alive! Like yeah, holding she's the photo. Alive. Yeah. Holding the photo up. Yeah. And then that's like the same time like Dylan gets tackled. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like ding. And it's like Audi mode. Yeah, and then it play then it cuts to credits and it plays of, this like happy song. End of season. Yeah. yeah it was just like, <laughs> oh my god. I, I, I went back and watched him like running out of the bedroom and he was just like the frantic panic and like fear in his voice when he's like, She's alive. Like I was like, that was fucking great. Like, that was the exact emotion I think he had to express. And I think he knew he was on the clock. Like, it was coming down to the... He, it, was, it, was a, it was a jump ball. At the, it was a buzzer beater. Yeah. Yeah. And so that leads into next season, right? Yeah. So, I mean, assuming... I assume that we're not going to jump forward multiple years or anything. You know, I can't imagine. Shows. I mean, this, the way it ends, it's got to pick right back up, right? So one would assume that you're going to pick, I'd just say we'll go reverse order. When we pick back with with Mark, right, next season. So we'll speculate on some things that, you know, I think you'll pick back up with Mark, and he's going to now be his Audi, right? He's going to be holding the picture frame. He's going to be holding the picture of his dead wife. Yelling, she's alive in the party. We're the only one that knows... Anything. Anything is the sister. And everybody's going to be like, this dude's crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. But his sister's going to be... And they'll have to have some conversation, like, where he pulls her aside. Or she pulls him aside and is like, hey, your any was just here. Like, he... But will Audi Mark, you know, believe? believe? Like, how do you... Will he believe? Will he know... 
did maybe he thinks he just had like a breakdown. Um, and when she tells him what happened, he was like, maybe he doesn't know, right? So, um, because the last thing he remembers is hugging Selvig, and then he wakes up as the inning. So, like, yeah. what do you mean Selvig is my? I, I said Selvig was my boss. I can't yeah, be right. Yeah, yeah, she's my neighbor. She leaves yeah. a trash, puts a trash can in the wrong yeah. place. Yeah, that bitch leaves her trash can in my yeah. spot all the time. Yeah. So I think. I mean, I think. Mark's Mark's is going to be interesting because it's going to be like the conversation with the sister and then and just like initial starts, right? It'll be and, the biggest ram well, outside of Helly's. Yeah. It'll be the biggest ramifications for Audis. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think the sad thing for Irving is like that's that's not going anywhere. Er no, and Irving's is going to be more of the fact that like he's going to wake up there and he's going to be like So he he knows Bert G. He has him on a list. And he'll be something like he won't know how he got there, but he'll be. I think he can recover. Like, hey, I'm tracking down other severed employees. Yeah, maybe so. And like, just to see if we knew, you know, if we and they can go into whole conversations. A list of people who have well, yeah, a list of people who have recently retired from Lumen. He's got Petey's name on that list, yeah. But Mark Scout's on the oh, list. Oh, Mark too. was yeah. on it. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, I'm gonna take that back. Yeah, but yeah, no, I think that's a good thought. But it could be, yeah, he could be like, hey, I, you know, have this list, and I heard you retired. I just wanted to. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a severed employee. I just want to get your full experience. You know, maybe yeah. he could, he could Try easily to get some interview could, him or get some intel. He could play it off that way. Yeah, unless you're gonna be like, you're gonna start. And the door's going to open while he still was any because they didn't show us that. You just assumed it cut off right of that. And yeah. he's like, Bird, I love you. And the they're going to be like, what? And then it's yeah. going to cut. And, and he's like, like. You would think like like Bird's going to answer the door and Irving's going to be like, I love you. And like his partner's going to be like, who the fuck is this yeah. guy? And Bird's like, Are you I cheating have on me, no Bert? idea yeah. who this guy is. And like, then it cuts to him in the Audi mode and then he's like. Who are y'all? What am, what yeah. am I doing here? Or Which, the ultimate new excuse in this world for cheating. Like, I don't know this guy. Like, he says we work together. I don't fucking know this yeah. guy. Like, yeah, he was. I thought that was funny. Yeah, so I think the bigger question is, what what is, what, what? well, there's big questions, but, like, in the initial part, what is Helly? How do they play that off next season? Does Drunk. That's what say, like, oh, she was feeling already woozy. She had too much to drink, and, uh. You know, she was, she's a precocious person, like, and she was just playing a joke. She, the, the night of her success got to her. She had too much to yeah. drink and just had a, had a breakdown, had a, had, a, had a bad moment. Yeah. Right? And then she can probably kiss her CEO's pot goodbye. Yeah. Right? The, in the, her, her seat in the revolving is gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they'll chalk it up to probably drunk and probably mental breakdown or something like that. Yeah. And then... Marcus and that's a side effect of like that they're working out of the severance. Or, I mean, there's many ways it can go, but with all the with all these people there, it's not a good look for the severance program. No. So yeah, so yeah, then um, Mark will be left at the party having to explain himself. Bert, Irving is going to be standing at Bert's store, going, "What the hell am I doing here?" Helly is going to be escorted out, and then. I'm sure we'll get to see Daddy again. Yeah, Jamie Bay. It's been so hard on Helly. 
his yeah, creepy they're, ass they're voice. They're gonna like flip her back to her innie, and her dad is gonna be like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you." Like, <laughs> yeah, you'll yeah. never see the light of day He's again. Like, yeah. Let's go down. Let's turn the switch on. Yeah, <laughs> you just waterboard her innie. Yeah, he, he turns from like this creepy to like, all right. Like he just goes hardcore at her. Where's the any. Where's the cat of nine tails from the uh, from yeah, the Waffle Party? Yeah. I, this is ridiculous. I'm gonna teach this any a lesson. Yeah. Uh, and then Dylan gets tackled. What happens to Dylan, man? He never gets to see that coffee cozy. No. Well, the other thing is, is then do do um, I mean, it has to come out. I guess just our thoughts in season two. I mean, just in general. It has to come out that Milicek activated the overtime protocol. Does he confess to Koble? Obviously, Koble's going to be brought back in because she's going to say she discovered. I think the board will have her back in because she stopped this part. But or Did she? Not really. She kind of freaking has got everything to this point we're at. She should have never let Helly get on stage. No, she should have been talking to like Natalie or something. Like she, you don't yeah, confront Helly at all. Natalie, Helly's in any, get her off the stage. Exactly. There's something going on. Helly's in any. That's why she's acting weird. You get, you, no, she's not getting on stage. But yeah. So, so does does Helly does Coble get her job back? I don't think so. No. Then does Coble go work with Ragabi? Remember, we forgot Ragabi. No. But something's going to happen to Ragabi. I don't know what's going to happen to Koble. We don't know if anything has happened to Ragabi either. That's true. They know Grainer's dead. You know. I think Milchik takes over. Sitting at his desk in his fucking white turtleneck. I think he takes over. But Milchik caused this as well. He activated the overtime and woke up who, Dylan. Who knows that? Nobody. But Dylan. Just Dylan. So that's where he tackles Dylan, right? But he's like, we're not going to talk about this. Does Dylan die in the very first episode of the next season? I gotta hope not, because Zach Cherry's great. Either I, I have a theory that either Dylan beats the shit out of Milchick with that little glass thing, and Coble comes back. Yeah, because she could blame it all on Milchick. Or Milchick beats the shit out of Dylan with that glass thing and kills him, and then takes over, and nobody knows that Milchick fucked up with the OTC. Yeah, you have to explain how they know I about think, OTC, but. I think if Koble, if they they think Koble's crazy and she doesn't come back, like if the board or Natalie or they don't figure that out, Milchek sweeps everything under the rug and tells Dylan that I don't know he'll help them or something. I don't know. It's it's it can go in a million directions. Um, that let me tell you the the glass thing with their from their photo. It's. He brought it for a reason. I know it's for him to like remember yeah. that blah blah blah, but like it's getting used. I'm telling you right now. I'm I think call, I'm, but it's it's plus five hundred on on DraftKings that it gets used as a murder. I weapon think Milicek, I think he's good. Dylan's gonna ask Milicek to make him a glass cube of his three children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if he does that, he'll like not beat him to death with this other glass thing. What's Dylan's last name? Is it G or something like Dylan G. Bird G. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's just a little glass thing on his desk, and it's like Stevie G, <laughs> Tommy G, and Billy G. It's just that his three kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, Dylan, I think, is, he is 
Or he could just get fired, dude. He is the one that has the least ramifications in the outer world. Yeah. He never left Lumen. He only saw his kid one time. He could just get fired. And they yeah. just said, you fucked up one too many times. Well, he doesn't yeah, they, know. Yeah, they could, when his Audi comes out, they could fire him. Yeah. And then they can deactivate his chip or they can just set him to the Audi. Like, I mean, he would have to get some guarantee from his end of the... Because he knows about the overtime protocol, but they could say, hey, we'll never... We're going to uh, do yeah. something with your chip to make it inactive. And Yeah, so, he, he and Milchick were cool enough for Milchick to talk him into going into the closet and letting him do what he needed to do yeah. work-wise. Yeah. yeah, so it, it would be interesting to see what happens with those. Yeah. Um, but I think Dylan Zinni is too much of a fighter. Somebody's fucking dying, man. <laughs> Anyways. I don't know. They can't. It doesn't seem like they can die inside, but. Yeah, that's true. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if yeah, that's the case, yeah. this whole, the whole concept blows up. But yeah. yeah I'm, I'm so looking forward to season two. Uh, thankfully, they're starting to record or um, sorry, shoot season two here pretty soon. And uh, which I'm assuming that we'll see next year around uh, January, February time frame. I'm hoping so. Um, especially if they film, they start production, edit, probably around the same time yep. as, as this release, which would be great. Even though I don't want to wait that long, but oh, we've got plenty of TV to talk about in the meantime. But, but it's just something that's so good that it's hard. I still think about Succession. I still I think about last season's Succession. Yeah. In like Leftovers, which I watched years. I mean, I usually do a rewatch every year, but... There's great shows you still think about, right? In yeah. the off season. So, any final thoughts on your end? I don't know that I've ever seen a show whose first season was. It's so hard for me to want to say perfect, but it was damn near. It was like ninety nine percent perfect yeah. of a show. It was just unbelievable. The concept, the casting, Ben Stiller as a director, totally my, underrated in my port. In my, my only, mind. yeah, my only. One that would be close is Mr. Robot, in mm, which yeah. not a lot of people have seen, but the first season was pretty revered as their best as a perfect well, it was season. A good season, yeah. So Succession was a rough go, kind of in the first until they went to the underground tunnel bachelor party. Yeah, the first few episodes before that were a little bit rough. Uh, I remember watching Succession before, like I'm a I'm a I'm a drop. I remember watching Succession before anybody was talking about it. Yeah, and being like, damn, this is a good show. See that's and then good, just having to wait for season two. <laughs> I came to it late, and so people came to me and were like, "If you get to the first episode, first yeah. few, it's good." And I mean, they were all they were still good, but it turned at the oh yeah the bachelor at the, party. At the bachelor party. Yeah. <laughs> that's when it went off the freaking rails with Roman and <laughs> yeah. everybody. And, but yeah, and and Tom, Tom yeah. and Greg. Oh my god! So yeah, yeah I think um, it was pretty damn near perfect. I think there was a little bit of um, some rocky moments in the. In a few of the episodes that were, um, I think there were ones that weren't directed by Ben Stiller. Yeah, yeah, um, he did like the first two and the last two, which is pretty common. I think he did more. I think he did six of the nine. Yeah, I, I think read. you're right. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was. There like was a three, three episode four. middle that like they were still all good. I mean, it was damn near perfect. Just for, wasn't for as season. suspenseful, or it's just like Jason Bateman directing Ozark when when Bateman's at the helm. Yeah, it fucking rocks. Yeah. And not to say that the other episodes are bad. It's just a different vibe. But you get in, you know, as we talk about TV more, and neither of us are trained 
film no. critics God, at school. No. Yeah. But as you start to see, as you watch these shows, and you start to get, you know, groups of directors and their and their styles, just like, you know, like you watch Hiro Mirai, you watch Atlanta and Barry and the episodes of Station Eleven that Hiro Mirai did. He Hiro Mirai did pretty much all of Barry, and he does all of Atlanta. The stylistically. I mean, different directors have different styles. And if they do a lot of episodes, they have the connection with the producer. And Ben Stiller is an executive producer and directed some of the episodes. He's worked closely with Dan Erickson, the creator, for a long time to develop the concept. So their vision plays out well. But you can see the different styles of of directors. And so, you know, just like just like Westworld, it's like, Christopher Nolan or whatever, or yeah. Jonathan Nolan, like yeah. the one of the Nolan brothers. It's very, it's a certain wild, like inception. It's Interstellar. Yeah. It's Westworld. It's a style. It, yeah. yeah and, that and when when people have been collaborating long enough, and they get together and they have good material, and it's just cast right, it just brings this whole different level of quality. Like this show, Ben Stiller and Erickson, right? And then, like, Succession is what? Is it McKay and Will Ferrell are executive producers? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, it just any show like that, when there's just massive collaboration, Ted Lasso. Those three guys who created Ted Lasso yeah. have been together for, like, 30 – have been friends for, like, 30 years. Yeah. When they're in when, – when shit like that is in I mean, sync, it's unbelievable. We talked about Danny McBride, Jody Hill, and yeah. David Gordon Green. I mean, just – you get – Either groups of people or a director with their certain style, a producer, and you can really tell their style and you start to gravitate towards. And that's the kind of certain thing, like when you, you know, like I never watched Barry mm-hmm. that you talked about. A lot. Now I started watching it. I didn't I would, even know here Mariah was the director of every episode of Barry. Yeah. But I loved the episodes he directed of Station Eleven, and I love he directs all the episodes of Atlanta. Yeah. And it's, it's, you start to then you start to look. Oh my God, this person is a show. Just like Damon Lindelof with Lost. Yeah. And, um, and he had and he did the leftovers, and he the Station Eleven was by a person that worked with Damon Lindelof on Love Leftovers. So you get those kind of same styles mm-hmm. and which what makes this interesting because Dan Erickson doesn't have the background and the credits. He's worked on this since 2016. Yeah. It's his only um, credit. Yeah. yeah. So you get someone new that's but I think hitching it to getting Ben Stiller aboard yeah. and who's, you know, famous actor and he's directed stuff and he's produced stuff. So that's, what's crazy for me about like scripts and like the process I was reading online earlier today, like Ben Stiller got this script and read it and has been working on it harder than anything he's worked on Yeah, for the last five years. Yeah. That much work goes into like nine episodes that we just chowder up. (laughs) And it's good to hear. I heard that, um, whether they have, there's, some conflicting things. I have to go back and listen to some interviews, but if they have a three season arc or a six season arc, but they have the arc. Thank God planned out. Don't just, yeah, don't just 
cash cow so it, like they did the say art, that man. they have some wiggle room in the story to kind of move with the flow sure. of the character yeah. you know relationships and development but that they have the narrative arc mapped out which is great to hear that's good. because then you get into like game of thrones <sighs> where once a book ended it kind of just like how are we going to finish this off and yeah. <laughs> you know you start it <laughs> In other shows that are like that, that were in in kind of the same. That's why we talk about Vice Principals, two episode, two oh, season yeah, arcs. Two seasons. Eastbound and Down was meant to be three seasons, but it became so popular they added a fourth. And yep. they're like, how do we make you know this happen? So it, it's good when you know that they have a story to tell, and they have the outline of the complete story, and then you know. You can adjust as you go along, but you know where you want to end it at. And yeah. I think that's an important part of a lot of these shows. Some don't get a chance to finish it, but and like, work, have the end and will kind of work backwards sometimes. Yeah, you know? and it's how do you you've got this idea for you know the situation and these characters and generally know where you know if they do it right they know where they want it to end and it's just building the story but like you and i talked earlier if this show ended after the first season which thank god it's not yeah and it's been picked up for season two but if if this show ended and it was just a a a limited series it would have been amazing yeah oh yeah i because my mind is like okay lumen is burning to the ground yeah like mark knows his wife is alive you know, Irving is about to blow this whole thing open because he's clearly got information. Or Irving is about to blow this, He's got information. Yeah. And, like, Heli has just burnt everything at the yeah. gala. Like, for me, I the interpretation is this whole thing is ending. Or it's all going to get covered up and we'll never know anything. But yeah. thank God we're going to get to see a season two. Yeah, thank God. So yeah. thank you guys for joining us on this journey. Yep. For those who are listening, if you've seen our episode list, we've been talking about Severance. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's if we had a ranking of best shows of twenty twenty two so far, this would be on the, easily on the top of the list. Yeah, this is my number one. Um, yeah, it's got to win some awards, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's going to win. It's going to clean up, I think. And Apple TV just proved that they won with Coda. Yeah. Um, for at the Oscars best for picture. best picture. Yeah. So I think. This is a show that's building. It's been building momentum. And now that it's in, I think it's going to have that lasso bump where yep. not a lot of people are watching it or certain people are watching it. And then everybody's ta- everybody starts talking about it. And then everybody goes back and watches it. And everybody's binging season one to get ready for season two. And I think that's going to happen with Severance. You know, because you really didn't know that Nielsen, there's no like rating on streaming. Yeah, no. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we'll... Um, Hope you guys enjoyed, you know, Severance as much as we did. Uh, it was fantastic. Beautiful show. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, this is our special episode on Monday, and we will be back uh, on Friday for the next episode. So we're probably going to be start doing, you know, possibly two a week, but we'll go back to our regularly Friday release later on this week. Um so, you know, where to catch us uh, at com. Can we kick it pod on Instagram? Can we kick it pod one at gmail.com? And listen to us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. Peace.